Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday afternoon, Monday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. You give me the nod of approval over there. Because uh, immediately upon us closing the show and me giving that one final woo, yeah, you're headed straight there. Yeah, I'm I'm headed east, and uh, gonna get, gonna let them make my blueberry cobbler today. Nothing wrong with that idea. It's a that's a fantastic idea, in my opinion. And I think everybody who's listening, if you're here in the uh, city of Starkville, you need to do the same. If you're in Tupelo, you need to do the same. And if you're like me, and you're like, hey, you know, maybe coffee's not your thing. Boom, ice cream. There's nobody that doesn't like ice cream. I refuse to believe it. even people who are like lactose intolerant and it gives them they they want to eat ice cream. Yeah, they, they uh, I mean, it. I have a little two and a half year old boy in my house that uh, oh, yeah. he, he's allergic to milk, though it's coming around. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, every now and then he'll he'll, he'll sneak him a little, just when, just a little lick. When he when you feel like he's completely over that, you call me. Uncle Haydad's going to take him for a Sunday. <laughs> he's coming out of all of it. Finally. Good, thank goodness. That's good to hear. Well, head over to Strange Brew. Head over to Churn and Spoon. Treat yourself today to some of Starkville's finest College Corner. Once you looking different, once you looking better. Once you looking like you didn't buy a shirt that was purchased when Larry Templeton was still the athletic director, get some new gear in the new year with College Corner. We are just two, three weeks now from baseball. It's happening soon. Judy Noble Field, we saw the uh, the attendance policies. They are in place. If you're one of those folks that's headed up here, don't do it in an old polo. Something brand new, M over S, sharp, look good, and you can do that with College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Visit them online at collegecornerstore.com. Mississippians helping out Mississippians. That's what Advantage Business Systems is all about. Keep your dollars local. All right, Nothing worse than you've got a situation that you need a quick fix on, and your national office supply company says, oh, well, we'll get you on the list. We'll get you there when we can get there. Not the case with Advantage Business Systems. Big enough to help you figure out all of your business needs, but small enough that they're a local business. They're keeping money in the state of Mississippi. Help them help them help you. That's the easiest way to do it. Call them today. And it's not even an 1-800 number anymore. We're talking about a local number. 601-362-9192. Or go to absms.com to find out what all they have to offer. And you can find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. I got a trivia question for you. It may not even be a trivia. You have question a trivia for question for me? Oh, it may not even be a. Tri- it's like me asking the, you a Braves question. Go. I don't know the answer. All right, I probably should. So it's not trivia. Then yeah, you have a question wanting, for yeah. me. Okay. I should know this probably. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad that I don't know the answer to this. Who was the AD before Larry Templeton? Uh, Charlie Carr. Okay. How far Is back you, on that can you go? Not any further than Charlie Carr. Okay. Because Templeton's as far back as I could go. Yeah. 
When did he? When did Templeton take? I mean, I could find like eighty six, eighty seven. Okay, well, I was born in eighty five, so I guess that would gives me a little. Templeton bit of ran the project that the the first expansion of Duty Noble, where they put the the big grandstand up and all that stuff. So. Yeah, was Carr here a while? I think he was. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. There's some old bulldogs who are screaming at their phones right now. Yeah. Like, what are these idiots talking? Yeah. I, I think he was there for a good chunk of the 70s and 80s, like the back end of the 70s. So okay. the, like, I don't know if Charlie, Car- Charlie Carr took over for Paul Shira or not. I guess I can go back to Paul Shira now that I think about it. But other than that, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, there's obviously some names I could pull out that I know were ads at state. But as far Paul as like Shira order. or Charlie Shira? Charlie in. So where did I get Paul Davis is who I'm thinking of, football coach. Okay. But Charlie Carr, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Now you got to be wondering. We may be bit They had back-to-back Charlies? I got I, to know the answer now. I Googled it a minute ago and, and, and just to try to see if I could get like a timeline. And Here we go. We got an old UPI, Charlie Carr. Yeah. He... <laughs> From 19, January 6, 1986, Charlie Carr calls a news conference to name the new football coach to succeed Emory Ballard. It's expected to be... Listen to these names. The top three were Rocky Felker, <laughs> UCLA co-defensive coordinator Bob Field, or Arizona State defensive coordinator Larry Marmy. I've heard of one of those guys, and yeah. it's because he got the job. Yep. A fourth finalist... Tampa Bay Bandit head coach Steve Spurrier was on campus last Saturday, <laughs> but there have been reports he will not take the job. Narrator. Oh and my. he didn't. And he did not, and that's how that went. But now his son's here. Imagine. Yes. Just life coming Everything full comes circle. full circle. Well, we saw another son on, uh, on Saturday afternoon as Mississippi State. What word do I want to use? Hammered? Demolished? Decimated, embarrassed Iowa State. <laughs> Walked a mud hole, stomped it dry. Stomped it dry so badly that Isaac Stansberry got on the court and, and got some got some actual minutes uh, for the Bulldogs. Final score, 95-56. And if Isaac is a listener to Thunder and Lightning, son, shoot the ball. Get the they, ball and I, throw they, it up. Evidently they said that Howland was adamant like, don't shoot. Okay. Not because he had not, not any faith. Because they were whooping him. Because yeah, like, yeah. there's no point in running it up here and embarrassing them. 15 Bulldogs played. That is literally everybody that could have played. Uh, uh, 12 got on the score sheet. Four into double digits. Iverson Molinar with 20. DJ Stewart with 17. Still not a good shooting night for him. Five of 16. Tolu Smith much better on uh, on Saturday. 16.7 rebounds. Six of nine from the floor. Four of four from the line. And Davon Smith, who nearly had a double-double. Uh, 10 points, uh, nine boards. I'm sorry, nine assists. Uh, for the true freshman out of Georgia. Funny that, you know, everybody got all these guys scoring. The only two people who didn't score, there are only three people who didn't score Stansberry, Reggie Morris, and Abdullah Dew. <laughs> but a dude did have seven rebounds uh, in the game and a couple of blocks, I think. Let me. I, I think uh, outside of the four you named that were in double figures, didn't you didn't have had, a block, really? You had four more guys, I think, that had five or more points, including like Derek Fountain. Derek Fountain had uh, seven, Quentin, Quentin Post, Post had, had seven. seven. Um, and uh, Jalen Johnson had five. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw it's a good day all around. Yeah. Now that's that's kind of kind of day that makes you feel good about yourself. Let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah, that's my one of the worst Power Five teams we've ever seen. It was they were bad, decimated evidently by injuries and COVID had, had three issues. Three starters, three starters are out. But I'm telling you right now, they just weren't good. I mean, if State was missing three starters, 
I guess it depends on which three it was. I mean, yeah. If it's Molinar, you know, Molinar, Smith, and Stewart, they're going to struggle. But I would like to think that it, they would put up a better fight against just about anybody in the country than, than Iowa State did. Not a good team. And their coach, I, I did not realize until we were about halfway through the game, their coach was Steve Prom, who, of course, you know, was at Murray State there when I think when John Morant was there. John Morant, I'm sorry, was there. And, you know, before that even, when they were, had those a couple of good runs in the NCAA tournament, was a candidate for this job when Rick Ray took it. Uh, stayed away. And uh, so there's revenge for uh, for Scott Strickland there, I guess. Y'all turn me down. Watch what happens now. 39 points. I, I, we, we talked about it um, up in the uh, the media area. This is the biggest win against a Power 5 team that I can remember dating back to 1995 when State beat Ole Miss by 43. I don't remember State just pummeling somebody like this. So we take all that into account, but at the same time, I think, you know, what do we always say? When you're a good team and you play a bad team, you should beat the crap out of them. State did that. Yeah. Can it... Can they have gotten some confidence from this, maybe, to take the, with them to Arkansas on Tuesday? Well, if they were going to, that was the way to do it. You know, I guess we'll wait and see what we, you know, wait and see what we see at eight o'clock on Tuesday night. But state needed to just break the losing streak. Check did that. State needed to look good, feel good about itself. I don't know how you could do what you did on Saturday and not, you know, feel better about yourself. I think there's something to just to quote sports movies here, clear the mechanism here just a little bit. And, and just get the get the funk of the, the last three games off of you a little bit. And I know State actually looked good in the last two games, but they, they were losses. You've lost three in a row. Just start feeling good again. Um, and you did that. There, there was no point in the game on Saturday where you thought, Iowa State's kind of hanging around here. No. I mean, State took the lead, I think, with about two or three minutes in, led the rest of the way. I think they led by double figures from about halfway through the first half on. Yeah, I mean, it right. was just a skull dragon from from beginning to end. I don't know how you couldn't finish that and not, not feel pretty good about yourself. So, will it matter in the grand scheme of things? Does that mean they're going to come out on Tuesday night at Arkansas and just take it to the Hogs? No, but you like the fact that after – Three games where they could have come out, saw a two and eight Iowa State team like, oh, we should beat this team, and mm-hmm. kind of just coast through well, and win they, by they five or like ten. They, they didn't do this, that, you know. I mean, and and found a way to lose. This is the tough part for State. They've played their last two games on the road. Uh, they've got four, five, five of their next six are on the road, including that's not including the two they've just played. Uh, their next. Six games at Arkansas, at South Carolina, LSU at home, at Van. I'm sorry, I I misspoke. Four of the next six: Vanderbilt at home, then at Auburn, and at Ole Miss. Uh, and they finish up the season Starkville, Starkville, College Station, uh, with South Carolina, Alabama, and Texas A&M. This is a tough stretch. Bunch of road games. Uh, you know, LSU is a team that's going to be trying to get into the tournament. Arkansas the same. Uh, Ole Miss has already beaten you once this year. Auburn has been playing pretty well. You had, it was really a, the first half of the season is a story of missed opportunities. You lost three home games. If you don't give those games away, and then you did, particularly that, I mean, Ole Miss is kind of falling off the wagon again. Yeah, oh, they're been, not good. Like, they're not a good basketball and, team, and they just they beat just, you like a drum. Like that couldn't. A and M's not good. Have happened. A and M's not good. No, they shouldn't. Have, shouldn't have lost to them. You had a nine point lead on Kentucky. Guess what? They're not good either. 
So you not only lost three home games, you lost three home games of three bad teams. So yeah, shoulda, coulda, woulda. You'd be like what, thirteen and five overall. You should be what? Well, ten and eight. Yeah, they should be thirteen and five. And that they really be, should be. What are they in the conference? Four and five. So Four you'd five. be seven and seven and two. He'd <laughs> be right there. I mean, you would have lost to. Alabama and Tennessee, they're probably the best two teams in the conference. I always, I always say when we do this, though, if you're going to give them the A&M game, mm-hmm. then you have to take Missouri away. So I'll say six and Let three. Let me say, well, I'm not going to take Missouri <laughs> away. They lost A&M by a point. Yeah. They beat Missouri by 15. by 15. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You know, they I mean, they played a bad first half and then completely dominated the game after that. So, no, I'm not, I'm not going to play that game with you today. Um, you're going to have none of it. You'll get nothing and like it. I think what we see from this team is this, and this is the fairest assessment I make. When they play well, they can beat just about anybody. When they play poorly, they can't beat anyone. And, and, it, and there, there's, it feels like there's no in-between for this team. There's not they can play okay and win the game. They have to play their best. They have to have four guys in double figures. They've got to be clicking to win. Anything's off, they're going to lose. Yeah, and by the way, you know, four guys double figures again. I guess it's now eight and one when yes, that happens. Bet, yeah. So, um, you're right, though. I mean, th- this team is – I still maintain that they're better than I thought they were going to be. I agree with that. But they are nowhere near good enough to, as you say, give anything other than their best effort and, and, and come out with a win. You, you just – they can't. Well, I say that. They probably could have on Saturday. Against that Iowa State team, you probably could have, you know, half ended that one. They did, but they didn't though, and I think that's a credit to them. No, I agree. I mean, I think this team has a good head on its shoulder, which is it bodes well for like next year, because through the adversity of this year, despite some youth and inexperience, or whatever, they keep coming out punching. Well, once kind of the youth and experience, inexperience and all that kind of catches up, and then they, if they keep the same mentality, um, I think that bodes well for, for future years, if not for the rest of this season too. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm still pretty impressed by the makeup of this team. I still think all the things that we've said before, body language, whatnot, they seem to enjoy basketball. They seem to play well together, get along. It seems like a good group of guys. Um I just think there's some inconsistency there that we've obviously seen, and I do think you can trace some of that back, as bad as people hate to hear it, to just plain old inexperience. I really do think that's a factor some some with this team. One thing before we, we, we change topics here, Davon Smith, 10 points, 9 assists. You know, Jalen Johnson, obviously lacking on the defensive end. Cam Matthews, obviously lacking on the offensive end. Doesn't it make sense at this point to go Smith, Molinar, Stewart, uh, Tolu Smith, Abdullah Du. The only issue there is you've got, you know, Smith is sort of relieving Molinar. So you're going to, but you can make it work. You have some, you know, basically you go Smith Stewart, you go Molinar Stewart, and then they rest, and then you can go Smith Molinar. You got a few more combinations here. You also have two better ball handlers. We were talking about this before the game. We we're saying, you know, what are the odds that Molinar and Stewart both come back? And I said, I think they're pretty, probably pretty good. But if one of them is going to leave, it's going to be Molinar because Stewart is just not a good enough ball handler to play in the NBA right now. He just, he just isn't. He, you know, he's, he's sloppy with the basketball. Molinar is a much better, you know, handler of the basketball. Do you think they should make this move and, and go Davon Smith at the one now as the starter? Ah, uh, 
drives the pace a little too. Yeah, I guess it just depends on who who, who you're playing that particular day. I could go with that personally, but if you're asking me if I think it'll happen, no, mm-hmm. I don't think it will. I think you're all you're gonna, and, and it really does see. I mean, we'll see how state comes out at Arkansas on Tuesday night, but it seems like Cam Matthews has rewon his starters job. I mean, he started the last three games now. Um, for whatever reason, you remember, you know, Jalen Johnson kind of overtook him there for a little while, and but I, I guess. Howland now feels more comfortable with the defense of, of Matthews beginning the game as opposed to the offense of Johnson. So we'll see if that, that keeps up. I, I think you will continue to see either Jalen Johnson or, or Cameron Matthews play in the three. But, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I'd be interested to see how that how that works. Um, certainly gives you a lot of options there. You know, Davon Smith can can drive a little bit. He, mm-hmm. can, he can shoot a little bit. Um and that we'll allows see. Molinar, who you know, Molinar is great off the dribble. Not that, not that I don't like having the ball in his hands, but allows you to set set up some plays for him here and there, and set up some, uh, you know, some, he doesn't have to be the, the main focus there. So back to Molinar Stewart for just a second. I, I just personally, maybe I'm wrong. I can't see either one of them being gone. No, I think they'll both be back. Season. I think they'll yeah. both. Be back. No, it's difficult to say. I mean, Molinar is averaging I mean, about 18 well. points a game. He shoots well. the ball well. He can handle. He's not a defensive liability. He's a good player. He is a very good player. And, I mean, and, I'm and not taking you, that The thing away. to remember is this. With the NBA draft, there's sixty. There's like 64 picks, right? But 250 kids will declare. The good thing about the NBA is you can you know, you know can get yourself back in there if, if you don't sign with an agent. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I think they'll both be back. I think State, honestly, should be really good next year. You know, they just got to get through this season. Hopefully can finish it on a positive note. Uh, let's move on over to recruiting. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. If you haven't ordered your Valentine's Day package yet from Welcome Home Beef, well, I don't know what you're waiting on. A filet or ribeye, that's your choice. you got two steaks in this package, two sides of asparagus, two sides of mashed potatoes, five seafood stuff, stuffed mushrooms, and five pieces of delicious chocolate-covered bacon. That's a great deal, and when I tell you that's only $70, I mean, how much is a night out at, on the town going to cost you? That's a great deal. You should definitely take advantage of it. And, of course, it doesn't matter if you're just doing it for your sweetheart or just for yourself. Welcome Home Beef can take care of you. They have got some great stuff in there. I, you know what I ate from Welcome Home Beef this weekend? Fish! I ate fish from Welcome Home Beef, and it's great. they got a lot of great seafood selections up there. The thing we've, we've stressed a million times, though, is this. Whatever you're looking for, if you're looking to, to cook out this weekend, give Welcome Home Beef a call, and they'll see if they can't help you out. Call them today at 662-268-8148, or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Whatever you do with Welcome Home Beef, it just tastes good. Normally, this is where we'd go on in, but we've got another sponsor. And, brother, this is one. It feels like it just should have happened a long time ago. <laughs> want to welcome Two Brothers Smoked Meats. To the podcast, you know, I make the mistake a lot of times. I say Two Brothers Barbecue, and don't get me wrong, the barbecue at Two Brothers is the best in the city of Starkville. But it's Two Brothers smoked meats, and it's so much more than that. Southern soul food with a funky fusion, you like that? No, that was nice. So, great place, right smack dab in the middle of the Con District. I love the new building. You know, I, I used to like to go there back when there was like ten seats, and I was willing to wait. But now. <laughs> You don't have that problem anymore. They've got the outdoor patio for when the weather's nice. When it's cold outside, they've got the porch with the big heaters out front. There's no reason not to head over to Two Brothers right now. Get yourself some wings. Wings. Pulled pork. pork. Pulled pork. 
the uh, the what is it? The, the, the pulled pork uh, grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. That's Joel oh Coleman's my favorite. That's my yeah. Great burgers, great sides, great fun, great drinks. Everything you're looking for. Pork rind nachos. I mean, I can just go through the whole menu. Order the whole menu. There's nothing you you will not be upset about that. Right there, 621 University Drive, right in the middle of the Cotton District. Two brothers smoked meats. Welcome to Thunder and Lightning. All right. MSU Recruiting, we're about three days away from wrapping this up. Looks like it's pretty much done. Ty Cooper is the last guy State knows that it's waiting on. And we talked about this last week. The fact that we have not seen offers going out to other defensive linemen sort of tells you that the coaching staff feels confident Ty Cooper will, in fact, be a Mississippi State Bulldog. The other name that we've been talking about a lot, Calvin C.J. Johnson from French Camp, that ship appears to have sailed to a different port. Uh, Do not expect him to be in this class. If you read 24-7 this weekend, all indications are that he is probably going to end up at Northwestern. Hey, man, if you're smart enough to go to Northwestern, Northwestern. go to Northwestern. (laughs) Don't have a problem with that. Uh, So that that last spot, defensive back, will it be the Villanova transfer, Jaquan Amos? Who's supposed to, I think... Announced Monday. Did he say he was anna- he said he was shutting it down Monday? That he? feels like an announcement. Sure, you, you got to make an announcement when you say you're going to. Of course, you know yeah. you could <laughs> shut down your recruitment, and you know, who knows what's going to happen after that? <laughs> All sorts of crazy things. Um, and then you have uh, a new player, Caden uh, Bridges, I believe is his name, uh, a safety out of McGee High School. Yeah. McGee, you know, normally famous for mangums, but. Now going to be famous for this kid. He uh, has picked up, heated up a little bit here, got offers from Mississippi State and Auburn. We'll see where that decision goes. State's going to sign a defensive back on Wednesday. It's just a question of who. They're going to they're get one. And then I saw Steve Robertson reporting that it's possible State has another scholarship available. He did not go into details of how that is possible. I assume he'll make that clear to us. If it matters. If it matters. I don't know how may, it's possible. May not end up mattering. May not. May not. Let me ask you this. If you feel like anybody's a reach at this point, I feel like the grad transfer is is a good pickup. He's got enough offers from people out there. He's played. That's fine. But would you bank this? Would you say let's 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 hold it over yep. if you can't find the right guy? I absolutely would. Yeah, because after spring practice, it's going to open can up. Bet again. your rear end. There's going to be a bunch of guys out there. Agreed. And and I bet you could find a sure bet than whoever you're reaching for with that last spot. I agree with that. 100%. And and so I. Yeah, if you don't get who you want, yeah, I would absolutely. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do any reaching with that final spot. That's just my opinion. We'll see what state ends up doing. And I mean, they may get who they want. You know, I mean, yeah. and if you do, great. But, but if you don't, you're gonna have options come after spring practice. Uh, you're you're not gonna have the the issue of last year where there's no spring, so guys don't see... Where, I mean, you're going to have a lot of guys going to go through spring, and you remember the rush of Mississippi State transfers that happened in the fall? Some of those would have happened in the spring if they could have saw in spring ball where they kind of stood in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to have guys that figure that out this spring, and, and so you're going to have an option to, to fill that last spot. So we'll see what State ends up doing. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm trying to find that the, 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 there was one more kid who uh, has been offered... Let me see if I can find... Uh, there we go. Come on, 24-7. Work with me here. Uh, there's old, Remember old Cortez Eatman? Apparently that guy is, has gone missing. He, you can't even find him. Now, Ladarian Craig is the third guy. But again, I want to talk about... We mentioned this, I think, last week. Shikari Denson. Multiple Power 5 offers. Uh, Ladarian Craig. 
offers from Mississippi State, Oregon State, Southern, South Carolina. So multiple Power 5 offers. C.J. Johnson, multiple Power 5 offers. Uh, Bridges, multiple Power 5 offers. State's not just picking guys off the scrap heap here. They're actually finding some guys. On, and the, 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 the incredible part of it, these are uncommitted guys. These are guys that are, uh, you know, still out there. It makes you wonder what past staffs were doing from time to time when they couldn't find guys. But they're, they're putting out offers to player, to guys who, at least on the surface, and at least other coaching staffs are telling you, can compete at this level. That, to me, is to be commended. Now, they need to get those guys. And cornerback is a huge issue right now for Mississippi State because right now you're basically saying, all right, Emmanuel and Martin, don't get hurt. Now, not to say that a guy like Darian, Ladarian Crick would come in next year and be an impact player, but he could provide a little depth. State's really going to be relying on some guys, and we'll talk a little about this more this week about the, the when we do some more year two stuff. But State's really going to be relying on those starting quarterbacks to stay healthy. There's, there's going to be a lot of, you know, maybe if, if, you, if you feel like you, you can't tackle him, just, just try to shove him out of bounds best you can. <laughs> you know, don't go low. Don't go too low. We'll see. Do you, final, final thoughts on this recruiting class. Obviously, we'll get them on Wednesday, but as it sits right now, and I, I feel like there are some excuses being made. You know, I, I know that you know it's a new staff, and all, I, I get that, but it's a new staff for a lot of other people as well. And nobody got to have recruiting visits, and so nobody got to go meet anybody. I get that, but at the same time, you know, I feel like this class is is good. The skill position guys are really good. They recruited some offensive linemen that they needed to get. Um, there weren't a lot of playmakers defensively to be had in the state of Mississippi, but they got the top one. And everybody that you lost, you replaced with a similar or, yeah. in some cases, the, higher rated player. Yeah. You basically. You, other than Strong. Strong is the exception. Strong here. is the only one, but the three guys that Ole Miss had a hand in, you, you upgraded on every, th- on every one of them. So, all in all, you know. Uh, when this class was ranked 42nd on signing day, and you're like, okay, the Mike Leach can't recruit mantra is a true thing. And it feels like it's going to be okay. It feels like next year, as we start getting a little bit more back to normal, as Mike Leach and his staff continue to make connections, as this crop of... Did you hear that? (laughs) What the hell just happened there? I was trying to say crop, and it turned into crop. I turned turned Scottish there for a second. The crop of in-state players! Is better next season. It should be a, a – I feel like next year you should be around that top 20. And not that they aren't right now, but they should be consistently top 20 to 25 next year, assuming they get the guys they need to get here in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, it probably wouldn't hurt if you uh, did a little better than 4-7 and seven too. I, mean, I feel and, like that's going to be the case. Yeah, though. and guys start to see that you are indeed, as we all think they are, uh, kind of headed in that – upward trajectory that upward direction i mean i think that'll go a long way but i I think you're exactly right and this year's just another year too of i mean everybody wanted to hit the panic button back in december and it was an example of how you just you got to let the whole picture present itself before you complain too much yeah and and i think it's a credit to the staff that they did i mean signing day had some had some gut punches um Mm -hmm. there's no doubt about that but they uh I mean, I don't think there's any way in the world really that you can complain with how they how they bounced back and kind of replaced this class and replenished it with, with with guys that not just are as you said not just warm bodies 
but guys that could realistically be significant contributors in the future. Um, kudos to them. They kept trucking in an environment that ain't exactly easy to recruit in right now, and have it looks like they're going to end up with a, a pretty solid, very Mississippi State-like through the years class. I agree. I agree with you. All right, tomorrow's show, uh, we'll look a little bit at this Arkansas basketball game. We'll do a little signing day, uh, a little more recruiting type stuff. Uh, also, we'll keep the rumblings on the same day this week. I think it's an 8 o'clock tip in Fayetteville, right? It is. We'll it is. let future Brian handle the recap of that. So we'll just do a rumblings for our normal day, and then we'll have the uh, recap of the game uh, before that. So, guys, have a great Sunday slash Monday. Back with you on Tuesday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.